0: Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to builtbar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off your next order.
1: You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast
0: Network, your team every day.
1: What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Locked On Bengals Podcast. I'm Jake Lisko, along with James Rapine, here to bring you the daily updates on your Cincinnati Bengals. The Bengals, of course, in a bye week, but that doesn't mean there's nothing going on in Paul Brown Stadium. As on Friday, we learned of two positive COVID tests for the Cincinnati Bengals. Really, the first positive COVID test we've seen since the preseason for the Bengals. And we'll talk about those and the impact those might have on the team to start today's show. Then we're joined by an up-and-coming personality in the Bengals fan world, the Bangalorean. We're going to get a story about how he combined those concepts, the Bengals and the Mandalorian, how his Bengals fandom came to be what it is today, and just talk Bengals with him as we're going through this exciting Joe Burrow rookie season. James, two positive COVID tests for the Bengals just before the weekend during the bye week which in a sense is fortuitous as it gives these players a chance to get back healthy. One of them, though, already on the IR, Trey Waynes, now on two lists for the Bengals, both on the regular IR and the COVID reserve list, although maybe you can only be on one or the other. Trey Waynes, one of those positive tests. The other one more impactful for Week 10 potentially is Fred Johnson, who I think most fans have penciled in at the starting right tackle position with Bobby Hart out with that knee injury things are looking very questionable
0: at tackle depth and at right tackle for week 10. This is rough. This is really rough because if Johnson is out and there is a scenario where he could get to Pittsburgh on Saturday and he may have to fly separately, um, but, but he could be cleared to play, but it wouldn't be till Saturday. So Fred Johnson isn't practicing all week, Uh, assuming that that test is confirmed and they obviously retest and things like that, which I, I think the fact that we haven't heard, that he tested negative, it's pretty clear he has COVID. So the earliest he could get released from that, so to speak, or cleared to to play or be around the team is Saturday. Well, that means he's not going to practice at all. You're expecting him to potentially start at right tackle if Bobby Hart can't go with the knee. So it could be a chemo energy time. And the the I guess the one blessing, if you want to look at a glass half full, Trey Waynes was not going to play anyway. So if that's one of the two, uh, then that, that's okay. But the, the other end of this, Fred Johnson, is a guy that you're potentially banking on to start at right tackle. And that status, his status for Week 10 is very much in the air right now.
1: And there's a pretty scary scenario out there for the Bengals, wherein Jonah Williams isn't back from his stinger injury. The neck injury he suffered a couple weeks ago caused him to miss a game. And Bobby Hart, who I thought would be out for a pretty long time just from looking at the mechanism of his knee injury, doesn't get back. If Fred Johnson can't go because of this COVID test, there's only one tackle left, and that's Akeem Edenergy. So regardless, tackle depth will be tested. And it's interesting to me, James, that there hasn't been a move made yet here, a preemptive move, even to get a guy under the practice squad with a little bit more tackle experience than the guys they have on their roster. Because even if Fred Johnson does come back, and Bobby Hart does come back, there's so many injury questions at this position. Having a little depth, would probably feel safer than thinking about, okay, who are we going to move out to tackle? Is it going to be Trey Hopkins who's played all over the offensive line? Are we going to move him off center? Probably not. Are we going to move one of these guards out to tackle? We saw Jim Turner do that with out of football for a year. John Jerry last year, an emergency spot starts at tackle. You don't want to be in that position again.
0: No, you don't. And Unfortunately, they might find themselves in that spot. I will say the fact that they haven't brought anyone in, to our knowledge, probably means that Jonah Williams hopefully can come back, and we won't know really until the official injury report for Week 10 comes out Wednesday, but that's worth monitoring. And the Bobby Hart thing, it's interesting because, yeah, it does feel like there's a chance he could come back, but you and I both felt like that was a really serious injury when it happened, so you never know. I get it. You have the bye. You have the week here. Uh, but you never know how that's gonna, going to going to play out. But who knows, Jake? Maybe this is just a, another opportunity for my guy, Akeem Adeniji, the sixth rounder from Kansas, who he, he was OK in his debut. I know he made some mistakes and stuff, but he was all right against the Titans. Maybe we'll see him again. I, I wouldn't mind that, but I want something behind him. And and if he starts, that means there's nothing behind him. So, yeah, if you're a Bengals fan, I say root for Fred Johnson uh, to, to potentially come back. And you, you just you don't know how these guys are going to be able to respond to it and if he'll be ready. So that's a, a big question mark entering Week 10.
1: Yeah, with Akeem I think you got a fairly okay first start in the NFL. He, he looks like he could have a future in the NFL. I don't think that he's quite ready. And if you're asking him to switch positions and start at left, then right tackle and back-to-back weeks, and it sounds like they've mostly been working him at left tackle to back up Jonah Williams. That's a tall task for a sixth round rookie, especially going against a pass rush like we're going to see from the Pittsburgh Steelers. So I'm with you, James. Let's root for some health. Let's root for some depth and let's get some guys healthy coming out of the bye. Coming up next, we continue our bye week fan carousel. We're going to talk with the Bengalorian, talk with some more fans out there and some loyal listeners of the podcast too about what's going on this season for the Cincinnati Bengals from their perspective. James, I know you talk about built bars all the time on this podcast, a fantastic protein bar, a supplement. But today we're going to talk about the actual exercise and that feeling of accomplishment of hitting your fitness goals of feeling great about yourself. And there's no better way than to use echelon fit the evolution of fitness. We talk about fitness on this show all the time, and Echelon will bring you world-class instructors to motivate you with thousands of daily live and on-demand studio-level classes always available when you need them. Echelon has an arsenal of high-tech fitness products at prices anyone can afford, from their bikes to their reflect mirror, rowers, a new stride treadmill, so many affordable choices, Echelon will bring you connected fitness at an affordable price. And right now you can try any Echelon fitness equipment at home for 30 days. Go to echelonfit.com L-O-N-F-L. That's echelonfit.com L-O-N-F-L to check out what they've got and see how Echelon can get you there. All right, James, we've been talking to some of the great Bengals fans out there from our Twitter universe. And today we've got another one. Bengo, the bengalorian with us on the lockdown bengals podcast coming to us from the bengalorian's backyard with his helmet on how's it going today bengalorian
2: hey what's going on guys i'm glad to be here
1: so bengalorian tell us a little bit about how the bengalorian concept came to be i mean you've obviously been a bengals fan for a long time you're you're a diehard fan And you've, you've really, for, for me anyway, come into my awareness, risen to prominence with this amazing piece of costuming you've done.
2: Yeah. That's the number one question I get actually. Uh, so I've I've been a season ticket holder that, that season tickets have been in our family for 15 years. Uh, I got a hold of them the last few years, uh, through my money in the ring. And, uh, this year, um, I decided I was just going to take it to the next level. Um, Mandalorian has always been my, my favorite character in Star Wars. Uh, I'm a, a, a jock nerd combination. Uh, Boba Fett, I grew up on him. Uh, so I thought, you know what, I'm just going to get this helmet done, build the armor, and uh, be one of those guys in the stands that's just absolutely losing his mind for the team.
1: So, So you were probably really, really offended by my tweet the other day when I said... The The Mandalorian is fine, you know, <laughs> I, I find it to be like a good show, but, but for me, I'm looking for more that you're probably pretty upset, huh?
2: <laughs> I don't know if upset's the word, but I, I, <laughs> I think I, I, I shot that tweet back at you. I'm hurt, but uh, no, yeah, it, it, it's good. I, I love it just because uh, I'm biased, but yeah, I want to see the story progress a little more.
0: How do you go about building that suit what was the the process behind it and and the, the, did you google a bunch of things and figure out how to build it did you already know it because you're super handy which i'm not so i can't relate uh give us a a little bit on that
2: so i, I honestly i shot from the hip i found a, a guy that could 3d print the helmet for me uh because i don't have a 3d printer um he 3d printed it sent it to me uh that was step one i got it in and it was not that his his uh, craftsmanship was bad or anything, but. It was raw. It needed sanded down and everything. So I sanded it down, uh, hit it with some uh, orange paint, and uh, used a Dremel to kind of put the scarring on it, as you guys can see. I got the tiger claws and some laser marks. Uh, And then uh, I was going to paint the stripes on, but then I decided, you know what, I'm going to get the actual 3M like rubber decaled stripes that go on a helmet. And I bought those, and that ended up being the best decision overall. The armor is steel plating. Uh, real thin steel plating uh, that I got a cloth vest kind of made for, uh, like my plate carrier I wear um, when I'm on duty. But uh, I took the, the steel, I cut it, I bent it, I fired it a little bit, heated it up and hit it with the same orange paint. And, uh, and it's just evolving from there. So,
1: Are there a lot of additions that you still have planned? Are there, are there new things that, that people should be expecting to be added to the outfit?
2: So I I threw the color rush on uh, for the color rush game to kind of just surprise everybody with that. But there's got to be a cape or a jetpack at some point. It's got to happen. But I'll just have to see how I can make it happen.
1: So tell us a little bit about the Bengals fan history. You said that the tickets have been in the family for 15 years. You've obviously been going through it, as everyone else has, for the last 15, 20 years. We're going to start talking about, you know, what's going on with the team this year. Good year to get into you know some, some costuming with excitement going up around the Bengals, but w- what's your first Bengals memory? This is a question that we've been asked in, in the, uh, the mailbags we've done before, and so now I'm, gonna, I'm actually going to pose it, I think, to all the fans that we have on going forward, but now, now it's your turn.
2: No, yeah, that's a good one. Uh, so I think my first Bengals memory probably was, and I, maybe I'm fabricating some of this because I was so young, but uh, Corey Dillon. Uh, his daughter went to the same, I don't know, preschool or something that my sister went to. Uh, and I played for a little peewee team. And uh, I, I just I remember running into him one day and I and uh, just seeing him in the hall and um, like, oh, my gosh, that's Corey Dillon. Like, I, I, this is amazing. Like, he's that's 28, man. He's he's a guy that runs it on Sundays, you know. Uh, that's probably my my first Bengals memory. I got a little autograph from him and everything, and I might still have it. I don't. Know, it's probably in storage somewhere. But, but uh, that that's probably my first big Bengals memory that seared into my brain.
0: Who's your favorite Bengals player of all time? Is it twenty eight or is it someone else?
2: All time is tough, man. Uh, I'm a big, I love the trenches. I love the down and dirty uh Atkins is up there uh I'm a huge Whitworth guy uh I'm glad he's doing great things where he's at uh everything going on with Gino this year it is what it is he's still going to be uh number one in my uh my heart so
1: so Gino and Whitworth obviously great choices some some all pro level players there in recent Bengals history How, how are you feeling about the trenches right now a little bit rough on both sides of the ball there and we're gonna I guess transition here to talking about the current iteration of the team. What what what's your feeling right now? Obviously, I think you're a little bit more optimistic than than I am. <laughs> yeah, uh, but, yeah. <laughs> but I think that's most fans. So so how's the season going for you?
2: I the season is what it is. Uh I I think we got all these pieces in the off season, and I'll just start with the trenches. Uh, they're dirty for a reason, man. That's where the grime and the muck is and the, and the fight is. Uh, wouldn't it be something special if we could see Reader, Daniels, Gino, everybody out there at once rotating in this, in this perfect harmony, but uh, the football gods had other, other ideas for our D-line. Um, it's all good. Uh, Flapping over to O-line. Eh, it is what it is with the O-line. Now we got guys that are busting their butts every week. Uh, a few of them get more flack than others, you know, but it it is what it is. Uh, I am the, uh, the orange and black optimist. You cut me open. I bleed black and orange. Uh, so, uh, I I don't, I don't necessarily think we were 100% set on this being the season. You know what I mean? And if you went into it thinking that, then, uh, you may, you may be feeling the disappointment right now, but. Uh, we got a crazy bright future ahead of us, uh, Burrow. I mean, do I even need to say anything? Higgins, do I even need to say anything? And in the other additions we got at linebacker on the defense. I mean, Jesse Bates. Come on, <laughs> we have studs on our team, so the future looks great.
0: Well, I'm going to ask you about Burrow because he's he's special. At least looks special. But but from your standpoint what are you what are your thoughts on him uh after eight games I'm sure it is positive but uh we should we should spend a minute or two here on joe
2: uh, he's the next he's the next big thing honestly i mean i'm obviously orange and black bias there but uh when he's getting comparisons to other quarterbacks in the league that are are these legacy quarterbacks that people will will know forever uh I, I hope he turns out that way. What he's showing us right now—these 300-yard games at 410 and some change yard games—the way he's able to place the ball, the accuracy he's uh, got—I think he shut a couple people up uh, past couple weeks. Maybe it was last week. A couple, couple deep shots. Um, He's awesome. He really is, and his ability to. Evade the sack in the pocket. He, he he just decides to all of a sudden flip a switch and and uh, act like our AFC North rival uh, quarterback. There, Lamar. Uh, he's incredible. He's the sky's the limit with him.
1: I think most listening to this podcast, most football observers out there in the world would agree with that assessment. Coming up next, we're going to stick with the Bengalorian for the rest of the show. Talk some more Bengals topics. We're going to let him ask us some questions. Let him bounce some ideas off of James and myself. That's coming up next.
0: As you work on your summer bod, which they're made in the winter, you got to get Built Bar. We talk about them all the time here on Locked on Bengals. Built Bars are the number one protein bar on the planet. They have 18 amazing flavors. The 12 originals, including my favorite, the mint brownie, in six new ones, which include cookies and cream, carrot cake, apple almond crisp. The best part about Built Bar, they taste amazing, but they also fit your macros. They're low in sugar, high in protein, perfect as you try to cut that winter in quarantine weight like I am. So check them out right now. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKED ON. You're going to get 20% off your next order. Again, use promo code LOCKED ON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Let's keep things rolling with the Bangalorean who. Jake, I don't want to speak for you, but I think the Bangalorean is better at promoting our show on Twitter than we are at promoting our show on Twitter. Because this dude, every morning, is is taking pictures of this really nice touchscreen he has in his vehicle, and and it's got Locked On Bengals on it. And I don't know how you do it, man, but we're going to have to hire you as part of our marketing team because <laughs> it's uh, – I love it. It brightens my day. You, you usually tag us, and it's uh, it's really cool. I don't know what, when – when you decided to do that, but I love it.
2: Yeah, definitely. I don't know. I just, I, I listen every day. I've listened, uh, I, uh, missed you on the, on your first go around here. I started when, uh, Joe was here, uh, and then you guys made the transition, but, uh, I, I couldn't name the exact like date and time. I decided to start doing that morning routine where I take the picture, but, uh, you guys, you guys kill it. So I thought, you know, why not, why not, uh, throw a shout out out there to my, smaller following that i have and uh yeah i do I, I i whip it in the uh the caddy every morning now and i get to work and uh i uh sit there and finish the show the last like uh 10 minutes of the show and then i go into the office ready to go and uh feeling good about my bangles uh because there's been uh some good talk about them in, in from you jake sometimes when you're on your your tears where you're all upset but you know it's all it's all good <laughs>
1: Yeah, you know, uh, we we had Yaz, Commissioner Yaz on the show last week and she's like, "Yeah, sometimes I I get annoyed with you, but but then a few <laughs> weeks later you turn out to be right." And I mean, I I wonder how many like I guess we're going to talk to a few people. What what's your how often have I pissed you off when you're going into work in the morning?
2: Oh, I wouldn't even I wouldn't even I wouldn't even say uh piss me off. Uh sometimes though. I am like, "What what are you talking about jake come on come on uh but uh the big thing is uh i i gotta i i cherish that uh woo i need the woo the jake woo uh when we get those wins so uh i, I look forward to that so whenever that happens that's when i get really really pumped up
1: you know it's funny because that was a james idea that, I, now, I know, I know. that, that now people associate with with me doing but but james yeah. james you deserve all the credit for the creation of the woo, yeah, I was,
2: I was looking at doing a a, a, a Jake and James Woo meter on uh, Twitter and and, uh, and seeing how <laughs> we could see seeing every week like uh, the oh James James wooed over the billboard we won Jake wooed something like that to see how we can get him growing on Twitter because uh, that's a fun thing that people like so
0: yeah it, it is fun and it's. You're right. I woo probably four times a day. Once yeah. when I eat the mint, mint brownie built bar. Once Post workout. Right. Once when Tom Brady throws a touchdown, and then you know maybe once about the Bengals. Well, Jake, it's once a month maybe because <laughs> like you weren't gonna woo Jake if it was like a win over the Colts. Like I don't think you were wooing there, or even a win over the Browns. Right? It, it was like bigger wins are the wins you woo in. Like if if they beat Pittsburgh, obviously you'll woo. Yeah. But if they beat the Giants, are you going to woo?
1: No. Yeah, no. For for me, it's it's a sacrosanct event. It needs to be earned. And and for me, you know, we got the Mandalorian on here. Everybody knows the Mandalorian code. There's a Woo code oh, for me. Okay. All right. Okay. And, and it has if, to be earned.
2: What if we go down the stretch here, Jake? We've got so we've got Pittsburgh this week, right? That's a woo. How about Washington? No? No. Giants? No. Dolphins,
1: no. Uh, Over Tua, come on,
2: come on. That's a woo.
0: I, see, so woo here's it. the thing, like <laughs> in Miami,
1: we're, we're we're gonna we're gonna evaluate that one the week of because I think right. the Dolphins are actually pretty good, and I think that yeah. their defense is actually pretty good. So so that one could that uh, that one's like a sixty forty right now in my mind because I think the Dolphins are actually potentially kind of good.
2: They could be. I, I don't know if the current the current situation and state of the Cowboys is that a woo no Pittsburgh again that that would be a huge woo yep. how about the Texans
1: probably not no
2: Raven's definitely a woo right
1: yeah I mean the, the AFC north go. teams and and like yeah. a good team or a team that I thought was good like the Titans for sure like it just it needs to be something that's you know I, I don't like celebrating beating up on bad teams like when they beat the Jets last year it was a relief. <laughs> but it wasn't like it didn't mean anything right so yeah. i'm looking for i'm looking for meaning right i'm looking to to bring additional joy into things that show hey this organization might be going in the right direction that's my that's my personal philosophy on it right so like beating bad teams that's that's like a baseline thing that's for me an expectation when you feel like you have the quarterback if you have the coach which Remains to be seen, right? But I think a lot of Bengals fans would, would, would argue remains to be seen. And so, yeah, if you beat a team like the Browns, who's historically a terrible franchise, or the Texans, who have lost their head coach and GM and, you know, are in a general state of disarray, you know, the Texans are a little bit closer, right? Because Deshaun Watson's there. But regardless, for me, it's 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 a demarcation of progress. That's That's how I... Have philo- philosophized the the woo, I, I think.
2: Yeah. Hey, that's a very fair statement. Yeah, <laughs> I, I like that.
0: I think. Uh, I think that we need to negotiate here a bit, though, Jake, because if <laughs> they beat Washington, and right, it's just Washington, but then they beat the Giants, right? And, and so, so Washington is Zach Taylor's first road win potentially. The Giants, what if that's back-to-back wins for the first time in the Zach Taylor era? Like, what do they need to do? Win three or four to get you to woo, even if it's a bad opponent? Win two in a row, win on the road for the first time? I mean, he's looking for his first road win. So are, <laughs> are there any combinations here where we can combine, you know, half a woo here, half a woo there for a full woo by week nine? Or by week, what, 12 or 13? Uh, no, uh, for, for me, it's, it's, it's the, the individual... <laughs> I knew the answer too. I I did too. So did I.
1: (laughs) I mean, if you, if you just beat up on bad teams every week, like I, I just like, so I went to Northwestern university, right? Their, their opponents are combined. zero and three. I have not, my my dad texted me yesterday. He's like, Hey, wildcats. How about them? Wildcats. I'm like, yeah, I just looked and I saw that their opponents are, have a combined one win this season (laughs) for their three opponents. And he's like, yeah, but Maryland, look at Maryland. And and they they beat Maryland down in week one. And, and Iowa, I guess, was okay yesterday. I don't know. Point is, everybody that listens to this podcast knows it takes a little bit to get me excited. I've been through it. Like, everyone's, everyone's seen the Bengals be a good football team. And it wasn't even that long ago. And, and think about, like, yeah, winning was always fun. But if, if the 2015 Bengals... We're going to play this year's Giants or, or Washington football team. It would it would be like, okay, yeah, we won. We expected to win. If we didn't win, then we'd be setting things on fire. But, hey, let's keep things going. <laughs> let's get into that Pittsburgh week, and let's see if we can beat Pittsburgh this time. Like, that would be the mentality of a winning team.
2: What are your, what are your guys' uh, – not to steal the reins, but what are your guys' thoughts on this week? How are you feeling about this week? You too.
0: Start with me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring the mood that Jake's like. Yeah, they're calling me negative. Go ahead, James. <laughs> Talk about Steelers, Bengals. Um, no, I don't feel good about it at all. To be honest, I think the Steelers are. I don't think they're the best team in the NFL, but one of them, uh, one of the best defenses in the league. I think Ben has shown some signs of uh, of age, so that's why they're not the the elite. You know, better. Not their elite, but the best team in the NFL. But with that said. When you have nine, I think you always have a chance. And I think it's gonna be interesting to see how Zach Taylor and and Burrow, because what what they're gonna do, I think what the Steelers are gonna do, and we'll have plenty of time this week to talk about it, but they're gonna to try to make them not throw it short, not throw it under two seconds, and, and make Burrow hold on to the ball and then let that pass rush rush get there and in all of those things. And we saw against Baltimore how confusing that blitz was. So outside of Baltimore, Burrow hasn't seen a defense like this. So I think it's a it's one heck of a test especially on the road. The good news is, is they are coming off of a bye. So they'll be well-rested and, you know, who knows? Maybe they'll be able to compete.
1: And I'm, I'm as we talked about at the beginning of the show, before the Bangalorean joined us, hopefully some guys get healthy on the offensive line. I, I'm with James. I'm not very optimistic for the game itself, but I am excited to see Joe Burrow get another chance to go against a really good defense that's going to try to confuse him that has a really good pass rush. And I want to see him be better, this time than he was against the Ravens. I think that, you know, everyone acknowledges, he acknowledged that the Ravens, you know, they, they were not as prepared as they thought they were. They clearly had issues getting protection set, dealing with the blitz. Pittsburgh has guys that can beat you in the pass rush straight up in their front four. Bud Dupree took a huge step. TJ Watt, one of the best edge rushers in the league, Cam Hayward on the inside, one of the best interior defensive linemen in, in the, in the NFL. None of those guys are good matchups for the Bengals, except maybe Bud Dupree if Jonah Williams is out there. And so for Joe Burrow, it's how am I going to deal with pressure this week? Because I haven't faced it in a few weeks. It hasn't been so bad. And, you know, I've put on tape. Matt Wallman did a great video on this. Against the Titans I put on tape, I can be really successful rolling to my right. Well, do the Steelers try to take that away now? The the Steelers getting eight weeks of tape on Joe Burrow. These defenses are going to start counterpunching. And now about this time, we're going to get to start to see how Joe Burrow starts countering the counter punches. And so that's what's exciting for me going into the second half of the season generally, and especially against the teams like the Steelers and the Ravens that they play.
2: I'm right there with you guys. I'm nervous. I'm nervous as heck for this week. It's Steeler week. Uh, I've started to notice kind of the fan base, uh, like, the rivalry is this, this Browns Bengals rivalry, but I grew up hating the Steelers. I've hated, hated them with a passion since I was a kid. Uh, you saw my, uh, my, my, uh, bounties this week. My targets this week are, are Fitzpatrick and, uh, and, uh, big Ben, obviously, uh, it's all in good fun. I would never wish injury on a player, but, uh, yeah, this is definitely a crazy week. I, if we upset here, that would be the highlight of my year.
0: <laughs> well, of course you don't wish, injury. I mean, you're Bangalorean. Yeah. You can inflict pain if you want. Yeah, that's,
2: to. that's already my job, you know, so.
0: <laughs> this would be a, a huge opportunity, right?
1: We talked about, man, if Joe Burrow can go in, beat Pittsburgh, go to Pittsburgh, beat Pittsburgh, be the biggest woo of the season. I think that that would solidify – I mean, you just put him in the Bengals Hall of Fame right now, if you go beat Pittsburgh the first time you play him, play him at Heinz Field. The Bengalorian, it has been an absolute pleasure to have you on the show with us today. Hope you enjoy the rest of your Sunday, and let's let's sign you off with your your your, your catchphrase, your your trademark saying. This, this is fantastic. Go for it.
2: Absolutely, yeah. Let's go get them Steelers. Who dies away, way, baby?